Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Do you not know that the miracle is not finished yet? For the child must still dance for me. For I shall take her to nations, and she shall dance for me. And when the tumors of cancer are on other little children, the same hospital that she was declared to have cancer and healed of cancer, she shall go and lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Do not be distracted, says God. Oh, my church. Focus, my church. The, the, the news is telling you to look one way. While I'm healing cancer, he's talking about COVID. This says the Lord, I am the answer. Would my bride arise? Would my bride arise? Would they show mercy and grace? And then I will show healing and power. My church arise. For I am the Lord and I am not finished with the earth, says God. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what I have prepared for this ministry in this house. Hallelujah. But you will see it. Bless the name of Jesus. Haliora. Hi, baby. <laughs> You're a bad chick. <laughs> you bad to the bone. I'm so glad I'm here to see your, your beautiful face. And praise God you got that beautiful face from your mama. <laughs> praise God. We good with that? <clears throat> well, hallelujah. This is what church is. This is what it should be. And this is how we should be when we leave. Because Luke 17, 21 says the kingdom is here. So I carry this, I carry this joy, I carry this love, I carry this power, I carry this authority. Why? Because one purchased it for me. So we move in what we're given. Real quick, Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, it's on that enormous Bible behind me. Luke 19, 41. Luke 19, 41 says this, and when he was come near, it's talking about Jesus, and he beheld the city, and he wept over it, saying, if you had known even now, at least in this thy day, that the things that belong unto your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes, for the day shall come that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round about, and keep you in on every side. And they shall lay thee even upon the ground and your children within thee, and they will not leave one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Okay? This is Jesus. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we honor you. We honor you for your presence. Lord God, I thank you that you have already mightily outpreached me. But Father, I just bring a, a, a word to them that comes from your throne. 
that is done by your spirit, which brings forth unction and utterance in me to release into them. And I will not hesitate to give you the glory. And the church one more time said amen. First, I want to just honor the apostle of this house that God connected me with. He knew I needed a father, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be an illegitimate son. Because everything we see when we minister in the prisons is the number one reason most people get incarcerated is because they don't have a father. So if it doesn't work in the world, why would it work in the spirit? Never, never in the New Testament were they unfathered. I preached a message a couple weeks back called, on Father's Day called To Be Fathered. The need to be spiritually fathered. That we've got too many rogue preachers preaching a rogue gospel with darkness in, in their power. And we don't need that. So I honor the apostle of this house. Apostle means one whom is sent. One that carries supernatural power to do the work of the kingdom. And that's what we have here. So I honor you as an apostle, as a father, and as a good friend to my heart. Ezekiel said, Dad, where are you going? I said, I'm preaching at home today, boy. I'm preaching at home. So now to the message. Jesus is coming up. The triumphal entry has already happened. So he walks to the city, and it says he went up on a high hill, and he looked over Winchester, and he looked over Mount Sterling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because there should be more, and there will be more. And it says he comes up and Jesus weeps over the city. I want you to know before you judge sin, I want you to weep first. Before you come against the addict, the prostitute, the people who have stolen from you, I want you to weep over them. Because the root of bitterness comes with anger. But when we weep, compassion starts to flow. And when compassion starts to flow, the supernatural is close. Because authority comes with compassion. Remember, Jesus called them a brood of vipers, called them snakes. And then he lifted up the cross and he hung and bled and died for them. So he had the love and the compassion to call them snakes because he was also willing to die for them. When's the last time we didn't just demand the city to be ours? When's the last time we wept over the city to be ours? Back in the Old Testament, they used to say sackcloth and ashes. They used to show things to show that they were mourning. Remember David, when, when the, the child with Bathsheba had died, remember they said he was mourning, he was fasting, and they were afraid to come in. But then David says, the child is gone, but I know my God is already resurrection. Jesus comes over the city. And he weeps over it, and then he begins to declare. He's like, if you would have known, if you would have just seen what was happening, have you noticed with this, with this COVID stuff, I don't even know what to call it, that it started off that when one church had service and another church didn't have service, churches started trashing each other. Well, you don't, you don't even have faith to have service. Well, you don't care about your people. And the body of Christ 
starts bickering and nipping at each other because that's what we're good at. Because we have the gift of discernment. I'd like to flush the gift of discernment of the church in the toilet because it stinks. If we think discernment is picking up on somebody's sin, how about we pick up on their brokenness and start weeping over the brokenness and weeping over the city because we know by the word that once we weep, joy comes in the morning. Though we weep for a time, my God, there's a joy to come. He's weeping over the city saying, if you would have only known. This is a time. This is a time when everyone is looking at the church. And if we quit just slapping each other around and start feeling the harvest of God and start calling for the harvest to come, people capitalize on fear. That's why I don't trust the government. I don't trust the Republican Party. Can I get an amen? I don't trust the Democratic Party because I belong to a kingdom and there's a king in the kingdom and he reigns. So I submit my desires, I submit my authority and everything that is in me to the king of the kingdom. And I believe the king is weeping over the nations. If you would have only known. Church, Winchester is weeping. They're looking for us because we have the answer. The name of the message is don't miss this. Don't miss this right now. Everybody is looking for the church to fail. That's the natural instinct of the world is they look for the church to fail, right? They want the church to fail so they can feel good in their sin. But we serve a God who saves people while they're in sin. So we have a great opportunity to shut our mouths on Facebook and start ministering to people. We have an opportunity to maybe step out of the door and hug somebody. And when people are suffering, maybe we can weep with them. Mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Listen, if the world is going to look at us, if the world is going to judge us, if the world is going to con- con- condemn us, well, then we might as well walk it out anyway. Jesus is standing over a city that he's been walking in for over 30 years, 33 years. And listen to this, for 30 years, Jesus walked like you and me. That's why he knows how I feel. That's why if I'm bullied, he knows how I feel. Because he didn't start walking with the Spirit of God until he was 30. So he knows what I feel. But his question is, if you had only known. 
if you would have known that what was happening here, that everybody is capitalizing on people's fear, and then the church is back here trying to win a theological debate. When we're supposed to step into their pain, step into their hurt, and change it all. Because that's who we are. Jesus is weeping over the city, and he's calling out to you, C-O-L-G, don't miss this. Don't miss this. These people looked at the Messiah. Imagine the miracles. It says, and all who came were healed. A little girl was just healed of cancer. So what's next? I remember them weeping. I remember them lamenting. And then I heard a shout of rejoicing. Why? Because we can't miss this. Everything I have felt in my spirit, and I'm, no, I'm not a prophet. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just some little boy that was caught up in some stuff and began to believe. But I believe this. I believe it with all I am. I, I don't just believe it, but I have faith in it. I have faith that it changes. I have faith that it can change the circumstance completely, even if it's not what I want it to be changed to. Jesus is weeping, saying, if you only knew, if you only knew everything I felt during this entire time. He's like, God, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I could hear him breathing. And I could hear him speaking. God is speaking to the church. He's speaking to his people, saying, get out of distraction. Paul says, van janglings. That's a cool, ver- cool word. Van janglings, mindless genealogies, running around in circles, chasing a tail instead of weeping over the city that supposedly we've come to take for Christ. Don't miss this. Don't miss this pandemic to not demonstrate his glory. People are looking for it. They might be looking at you to fall. They might be looking at you to fail. But tell you what, keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking because at some point, his glory is going to come. His glory is going to show. At some point, they're going to say, you know, I I think your church is trash, but my child has cancer and I need answers. Where are they going to come? To you. So don't burn bridges now. Don't miss this church. Jesus, the Son of God, is there going, oh my gosh, how could you miss this? Because the enemy will come. He will come to try to destroy. And if Winchester is our city, just like Mount Sterling is our city. We had a lady in Mount Sterling, stage four cancer, took chemo, went and got tested. We, we had a Wednesday service that we were going to rejoice. We were going to shout. We were, we were going to run. She called me an hour before service. She says, Pastor, I'm sorry. The chemo didn't work. The chemo didn't work. We've been believing for months. She did chemo for months and months and months and months. And wouldn't you know, the coming Sunday, 
we just happened to have the apostle in the house. We brought in one whom was sent with supernatural power, supernatural authority. She came up for prayer. I anointed her with oil. And I said, come here, Dad. Just pray over her. He starts praying the exact circumstances that she's going through. Jesus was weeping over this woman because her tears are real. See, I praise God that maybe COVID hasn't affected you, but I want you to know some people have died. Some people are mourning their loved ones. So get out of your righteous church seat and start weeping over the city. She's sitting there weeping before God, and God is weeping before her. When Mary came and cried, when Martha came and cried, then Jesus says, I weep too. And people said, man, he feels like we feel. He came up and he prayed and starts reading things that he has no clue of. The doctor set up a scan. He says, let's see. Let, let's see what has happened because the two main lymph nodes have not only changed shapes, but they have grown, meaning the cancer has become aggressive. It's starting to reach out and to spread. So she had a PET scan Monday. Uh-oh. And then Wednesday came. The two lymph nodes could not be picked up in the scan. <laughs> Weeping might be for a night, but the church has a shout. The church has a rejoicing inside of her that needs to be heard now. It's time we start rejoicing. It's time we keep jumping off the fear wagon and start moving into who we're called to be. Don't miss this. People are looking for answers right now. And maybe they're sick of reading your posts. I'm not, I'm not just shooting down Facebook because I think Facebook sometimes is as evil as evil as evil can be. But it's also a way that we have preached the gospel. Am I right? You couldn't swing a dead cat on a Sunday without getting six messages. Right? I, I, I'll just be transparent. I was watching one service and I was like, you know, I've never even liked that guy. He preaches pretty good. I corrected myself. Because lest we fall into judgment. Romans 11 says, you were grafted in. <laughs> Don't be proud. You'll be grafted right out. Right? So I'm thinking the Lord cuts and he keeps his saw. And I'm like, oh, man, hold on now. Don't miss this, church. Don't miss this. If you knew the time of your visitation, everything would have changed. So as the church, we need to be sensitive. We need to be hearing not what's being polluted, but the still small voice. Quit looking for the fire. Quit looking for the wind. Quit looking for the earthquake. And get up in your prayer closet and hear the whisper. The prophet was in the cave running for his life, wanting death. What was the word of the Lord? What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Well, there's a bunch of stuff going on. 
God, there's COVID. I've got to wear a mask for like 30 seconds. You know what God's answer was? Okay, go anoint somebody else. Hello? I'm of the belief, it's not theological, it's not written in the scriptures, but I believe Elijah was supposed to do more. I really believe that. But said, tell you what, if all you want to do is complain and not weep over the city and not lament over the people that are hurting and the people that are battling, if you don't want to minister to them, tell you what, I'll get somebody else to do it. There's plenty of churches in this town, but I believe I'm speaking to ears that know that something is different for us. Words have come from people coming out of town, of, 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 of other nations. They come here and they say, something is different here. And it's time we start moving in what is different and weeping with the city that we love and we want to win. Win the city is not a cool slogan. It is something that gives us purpose and gives us destiny. But when's the last time you wept over Winchester and begin to walk it and says, God, we need you. Because if you pray like that, you will hear one word. Go. Go. Don't miss this, church. Don't you dare miss this. When it says not, you knew not the time of your visitation. Listen to this. Absolutely negative. Long. It's never. It's, it's, it's nothing special. It's without. Who thinks the last three, four months have been negative? If you're enjoying this time, come up for prayer. We will anoint with oil and lay hands. <laughs> Am I right? This is negative. You knew not. This is supposed to be a bad time for the church. This, this was a bad time for the city of Jerusalem. But in the midst of their bad time, in just a few days, in just, in just a week's time, in the city of Jerusalem, the king was going to be lifted up. They missed their visitation, but the king still rose from the dead. What did the apostle say just a few moments ago? He says, listen, if, if you're not going to obey, the word is still there to accomplish, and God will accomplish. Don't miss this, because now... The king has already risen for us. So we're moving under mandate. As ambassadors of Christ to establish the church, to establish the kingdom of God and the lordship of Jesus Christ where you work. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. This is our time. This is why we're here. People talk about the rapture. And I've got nothing against the rapture, but man, I'm so sick of it being a crutch. I'm sick of a, oh boy, we need the rapture. You know what will make the Lord Jesus come quicker? Do you know we can make him come quicker? Reap the harvest. Get off Facebook and go reap the harvest. Quit quoting Leviticus to homosexuals and go hug one. Some of the highest suicide rates is in the homosexual community because we've got the church bashing them and kicking them in the closet and the devil sitting there lying to them. 
Tell you what, how about they come in here and feel what we just felt and then let them decide. Let them decide who is God and who is not. But let them come to us because we're weeping for the city. We're weeping for the broken. We're not, we can't miss. First time I ever preached here, I preached a message called More Than a Visitation. Because for so long we pray for revivals and all that means is more services. And we end up tired, right? You know, on day eight of the revival, you walk up to the worship team and say, you guys are doing great. They're like, shut up. You watch your mouth. What's that medicine? The cough medicine. NyQuil, they're like, you shut your mouth. If the church would weep, if the church would weep for the broken, then the Son of God will be exalted. He he will begin to move. Why? Because they're already looking at us anyway. What's my word? If they're going to look at us, Give them something to look at, right? If they're going to look at me and judge me. So I've got friends in Florida that are unsaved. They think I'm crazy. But just think about it. Y'all think I'm crazy too. So it's across the board. But they're looking at me. They're looking at me. They're looking at me. And then when their marriage falls apart, I begin to weep. I begin to weep. And then they call me saying, Patrick, I need some help. And I say, oh, I've already been praying. I've already been moving. Why? Because, church, we can't miss this. We cannot, we cannot miss this time. We have got to walk out in this time. Yes, it's negative. Yes, it's horrible. It seems like it's never ending. But they're looking for us. They're looking for us. Listen to this. Visitation. By golly, it's just like God to put that word visitation. You miss the time of your visitation. Visitation is inspection. Uh-oh. You know, I, I work at a bank, and if I see the internal auditors, Trish knows all about this. You see the internal auditors or the federal auditors. I'll walk in the lobby, I'll see them, and I'll go, check your drawers, check your drawers, go, go, go. They're here, they're here, they're here. Everybody starts... They walk in to go, hello. You miss the time of your inspection. When we were supposed to be weeping, when grace was supposed to be pouring out of us, you raised up in a religious and judgmental spirit and you're missing the harvest because people are looking for you. They're waiting for you to speak the word of life. When he comes to inspect, what's he say? May you be found working. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not reaping the harvest like this. That's why he says he'll sound a trumpet. Because it's going to startle us because our hands are going to be filthy. Why? Because there's thousands coming in. Remember? They're broken. They're absolutely bloodied. But they came to the right church. They came to the right place. There were thousands of them. And they came to a place where they say, tell you what, these people have been weeping over us, and now they're going to shout over us. Now the shout of rejoicing is going to come. Why? Because we can't miss this. We can't miss this time of inspection. Could it be that in, the, in one of the most trying times 
that we, that we all have ever come against that God is inspecting? Seeing what we're doing with the talents that we've been given? Matthew, I think it's 1236. If I'm wrong, I'm not even going to look back up there. But have grace. It says, every idle word you speak shall be taken accounted for. Oh, thank you. Thank you. If it was wrong, I'd say, they move that. They move that. I don't know about you, but every idle word I've spoken, Jesus grace, Jesus grace. Can you believe what they said to me years ago? Where's the grace for them? Where's the grace for the people that spoke to you when they were hurting? And, and instead of weeping over them, we allowed the root of bitterness to come in. And there ain't nothing worse than a bitter tree. It doesn't do anything for it. All it does is take up room. What the gardener says, says he says, give me what, a year? I'll, I'll resoil it, replant it. We never know what happens. All we know is the guy took time to do it. We can't miss this. First Chronicles 12, last verse. First Chronicles 12, 32. Thank you guys for moving quick with me. First Chronicles 12, 32 says this. And of the children of Issachar, which were people that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Now, now the children of Church of the Living God, which, which were people that had understanding, and they knew the times, to know what Winchester and the body of Christ ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment, meaning they worked in teams. They worked in teams. So we've got a leadership team of Church of the Living God, and now we have spokes, so we're still lined up in authority. Mount Sterling is an apostolic house. Why? Because it was birthed out of the apostolic. We were sent there. We were sent by dreams and visions, confirming his word through generations. We did it strategically. We did it properly. And my God, we did it with the anointing of God. We didn't plan a church to make dreams happen. We wept over it. The apostle wept over that for generations and generations and generations. And what he didn't know is the tears is what soiled the ground of Mount Sterling for us to step in and start reaping immediately. Why? Because we're the kingdom. Because we do it all together. The sons of Iscar, they knew the signs of the times. My God, far be from it that the church isn't even hearing the master's voice to know what to do in this hour. Don't miss the time of inspection and be caught fumbling around with your calling. Regardless of what your calling is, just walk in it. Just walk in it. Understanding means this, knowledge meaning, perfectly understanding with wisdom. Once again, give me grace if it's wrong, but I think it's Ephesians 1.17. It says, I shall, be, I shall give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Both of them. Because I can be super spiritual, right? I know all these scriptures and they're flying around, I'm throwing them out. But if I don't have wisdom... It's like a proverb in the mouth of a fool. It does nothing. Because the kingdom is not only revelation, but it's wisdom. 
Because if I have all the wisdom of the world and have not the things of God, then we go into, well, that's man's wisdom, which brings nothing. But see, we need the counsel of God, which comes submitting under authority. In a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Church, we can't miss this time. We have got to come together and pray for leadership. But you yourself have got to hear from God. God is inspecting to see what we're doing in this hour when the entire world, this isn't our, just our city. Our brothers and sisters under a, a, a Bishop Augustus Anthony, they are going through such trying times right now. Mount Sterling just sowed into the church in Chendigar with Pastor Norman. We're sowing to feed families, not to build churches. We're not planting a new church, we're feeding people. Because it's worse there than it is here. Because regardless of what we think, this is still a pretty good nation. I don't care what the TV says. I don't care what them devils say. Until the government is placed upon his shoulders, it's all for nothing. And we are the ones who bring the kingdom. Christ is the head. So the body is what? The shoulders. So maybe you and me need to weep over some cities and start placing the government upon our shoulders. And maybe do things maybe we don't want to do just because it's profitable to weep over a city that we love. To weep over people that are, that, are, that are battling something. Maybe to step out of churchianity and really start walking in the kingdom of God. Stand with me. As weep for your city, I'll collect your tears. I'll, see, I'll hear your prayers. I'll see your faith. God says weep for them. And I will move for them. Call out for the addicted. Call out for the broken. Call out for the abused. Call out for the abuser. Call out for the criminal. Call out for the politician. Call out for the family man. Call out for them all. And I will collect your tears and I will move for them, says the Lord. And we will see a harvest. Our city will be changed. Our visitation will come. Thank you for listening today to Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.